Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. The last few years have seen an intense focus on global supply chains. The pandemic put pressure on every link of the chain, from the supply of raw materials and manufacturing to international shipping and last mile delivery. But as we learnt during earnings season, supply chain pressures are easing. So are we back to normal or just adapting to a new way of operating? Andy Hiscox is the CEO of NetStock Australia and the Chief Operating Officer of the Global NetStock Group, a leader in supply chain planning. He's also speaking at the Accounting Business Expo on the 14th and 15th of March in Melbourne, which is a supporter of this podcast. Andy Hiscox, welcome to Fear and Greed. Lovely to be here. Who would have thought that supply chain could have become so sexy in the last 12 months, Andy? Well, I've always thought it was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but it really has become very central to the economy during COVID and even post-COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I think people have always underestimated how important the supply chain is and especially the planning aspect of it. They've always undervalued that, but obviously the pandemic has brought that to the forefront and people have realised that when supply chains become disrupted and they don't really have the appropriate warning signals to guide them, that they find themselves in a situation which is pretty difficult. We talk about supply chain as if it's a generic thing, but it's not. It's incredibly diverse, isn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, there's many elements to the supply chain. My kind of field of expertise is obviously the the planning space, but you have the logistics and the freight, and there's a variety of different supply chains, of course. There's air freight and there's sea and all sorts of chains in the link from manufacturing to raw materials to finished products to distributions within normal networks within a, in a, in a country or territory. Okay. So before we get to where we are now, the pandemic changed things. Are things back to normal or did the pandemic change supply chains for good? I think that supply chains have really been changed for good. I think a confluence of both the pandemic and the fact that we're now moving into the digital world and so much stuff is in the cloud, that people have realized that they they need a different approach to how they've been managing supply chains. So I think those companies that were quick to pivot during the supply chain, that were able to identify problems early on and actually pivot, say, from a manufacturing or supply point of view, are the ones that profited. And I think they've realized those that that took the hit that things are never going to be the same and they need to now become far more nimble and adept at responding to disruptions in the chain. So, so is that how it is? So, I mean, there are great examples of Mexico, for example, as an economy has done very well because many US manufacturers have decided they want suppliers closer to home, hence they've gone to Mexican companies. Kogan.com, an online retailer here, has had some good and bad news around the idea that they really wanted to keep stock up. So they increased inventories as part of their supply chain management. My point is, it's not exactly an easy process to work out what you need to do. No, it's not. But from a planning perspective, there are some things that you can do that don't necessarily mean you have to change your whole physical supply chain. I think the key issue is, I think people are experiencing it now, you know, during the pandemic, we had shortages of supply. So people 
placed as many orders as they possibly could. And then as vendors started to catch up and the impact of the of COVID started to drop off, now they're dealing with a reverse scenario, which is too yeah. much stock and orders on the way. So if you don't have the appropriate information at your fingertips as to when things are changing and where they're changing, that's when you get yourself into trouble. I, I think there's there's no question that the U.S. is going to look to try and manufacture more within the United States, probably a variety of other reasons as well, not only just supply chain, but I think the, the whole COVID pandemic has actually moved some manufacturing facilities, you know, much closer to home, as you said. Stay with me, Andy. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Andy Hiscox, CEO of NetStock Australia. When you were just talking then, it made me realise that supply chain planning must be extremely technology-based now. Absolutely. You know, and one of the key movements, firstly, is, is to kind of get everything in the cloud. So as a company, we'll be uniquely positioned for that because we've kind of been operating in the cloud for probably the last 11, 12 years. But what people found is, you know, when people couldn't come to work, you still have to buy goods, you still have to distribute those goods. So how do they plan for what they should buy? So the cloud and the digital transformation, definitely one aspect. But the other is to have the appropriate information to make those key decisions. So you might have 10,000 products from a variety of different vendors. They all have different lead times. Some are more impacted than others. The ability to quickly spot those changes, respond to them in an automated kind of way makes a massive difference. Which introduces the whole concept of predictive modeling, artificial intelligence. Whereabouts is the supply chain business in terms of that sort of thing? Well, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent. We've kind of always had the predictive and the ability to compute and, and, and understand these trends. But as we move towards AI and machine learning, I think they are starting to become far more relevant in the planning process. Because of course, by the very term machine learning, the, the algorithms learn and they can process large amounts of data, not just data in your environment, but big data as well. So I think machine learning, AI, predictive planning are going to be the buzzwords going forward, but also key elements of a, a solid planning foundation. Okay. Do you think that businesses in Australia particularly are back to normal, whatever that is? Yeah, that's good. It's a good question. What is normal? I don't think they're back to normal. I think, as I said, they're experiencing probably the reverse scenario where now they have far too much inventory. And of course, depending on what space you're in, if you're in the food space, some of that has uh, expiry and shelf life concerns. So I, I don't think we're back to normal. I think one of the, the things that's changed the environment is, you know, prior to the pandemic, People were looking to develop relationships with a preferred vendor. They would work with them. They'd get a preferential pricing plan. They would give them long-range forecasts, and that worked pretty well. But obviously, when the pandemic came along, you had to look for alternative sources. And I think that has now 
highlighted the fact that you probably don't want to put all your eggs in one basket when looking at your supply chain. You might want to buy goods from a variety of different vendors, which then gives you another whole level of complexity because each vendor will have different reliability in terms of delivery. They might have longer lead times. Quality becomes an issue there and so forth. So it now actually makes the situation more complicated with more data inputs. So a key fundamental of that is to be able to have a tool that actually helps you to to work your way through that in an automated kind of fashion. Okay, so tell me about NetStock. 2,000 global customers, $25 billion in inventory, not a small company. Yeah, so so NetStock is a company. We have operations all around the world, the U.S., the U.K., Germany, South Africa, and Australia. Uh, Australia supplies the Asia-Pacific region with quite a big base in New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia, and so forth. And our primary business is inventory optimization and planning. We provide a SaaS solution that can be implemented remotely. And I think that worked well for us during the pandemic because you didn't have to go on site. You could implement online. We could train people online. And because we have access to the data, we could support them online. So as a business, I think we're very nimble in being able to respond to our customers' needs and to support them because we have have a global operation, we can support them almost 24-6, not on Sundays. No, not on Sundays. The um, You say optimizations. I mean, optimizing means that you're going to end up with a better bottom line, presumably. Exactly. So it's easy. If you think about what are the main drivers around inventory, right? One is the amount of money you invest in it. So that obviously appears on your balance sheet. And the other is the, the full rate or service you offer to your customers. Now, it's very easy to offer a high fill rate, just keep tons of inventory. But that's going to look bad on the balance sheet and you're going to have excess and et cetera. So the ability to be able to optimize and have the optimum level of inventory to support a desired fill rate target is is key to being able to to get the best value out of you or return on your investment. Andy, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. A pleasure. Anytime. That was NetStock Australia Chief Executive Officer Andy Hiscox. Andy is speaking at the Accounting Business Expo in Melbourne on March 14 and 15, which is a supporter of this podcast. Just search Accounting Business Expo for more. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.